Okay, baby. This is it. Here we go. I actually love how this sounds. I grew up listening to NPR, and this like has a great NPR-ish sound to Give it. Give me a nice NPR. Good morning. This is Morning Edition. Good morning. You're just joining us. Uh, this is your host, Nick Tamino. And Ryan Crampton. Ryan Crampton. We are here after a... First of all, I love your whimsical glasses. You like these? Yes. Thank you. Jake told me I look like an old fag. <laughs> Because they're like kind of they, small and round. they do they do make you seem more mature, but like in a very like Middle Earth Hobbit kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> it's a compliment, I promise. Okay, okay, I would wear. Them. Yeah, I love I love looking like I'm from Middle Earth. You you're rocking it. Okay, great. Um, today, the topic of the show is secrets. Ryan, secrets, do you have secrets, any secrets, secrets you'd like to share secrets, with secrets, us? Secrets. I mean. The topic secrets instantly made me think of that scene from The Office where Michael Scott is asking the new temp that was formerly a stripper, like, how bad it was to break the secret. And this was her advice. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Which honestly make no sense to me now as they did in that episode, but... Yeah, I mean, life advice from a stripper. I'm not really sure <laughs> uh, what her qualifications were. I don't know that exact reference. Michael Scott's takeaway was to then share his secrets. So I'm going to share my secrets today, too. Yeah, like in preparing for the show, knowing it was secrets, I was trying to think of my own secrets, but I feel like I'm a pretty open book. Like, I don't really have any secrets. There's nothing that I haven't, like, told anyone or, like, anything that was so embarrassing I immediately had to call someone just to tell them about it. Mm -hmm. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's not, like, anything that I'm, like, hiding. But I guess, like, if you asked me... 20 years ago, I would have said my secret was being gay, but that's not even a secret anymore. Now it's like, yeah, that's just part of who you are. Yeah. Like to think that that was a secret is like, it's something that was a secret is no longer a secret. I know. I think that's like sort of part of growing up. Like when you're a kid, there's so many little things that you're hiding from the world or like you're hiding from your siblings, your parents, you don't want them to know because you haven't really maybe figured out how to maturely handle the situation or you're just like being greedy with snacks. Like, there's all kinds of secrets you hold as a kid. Well, I'm going to tell you my secret. Okay. This is the one thing I could think of that's kind of a secret. When I first went away to college, mm-hmm. a bunch of my girlfriends from high school went to my same college. So I would always hang out with them and go to their floor. And there was a girl who lived on their floor who I became friends with, like just through association. Like, Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like starting to figure out that I'm gay. I mean, I already knew, but I was starting to explore it more in a real way. Cause I was away at school. I was like, you know, new time. So I started talking to this guy on grinder who's from the Chicago area, a volleyball player, muscular, like, so sexy. Yes. And he's like, yeah, come over to my dorm and we'll smoke. So I'm like, okay. So we go to his dorm and end up hooking up and like, it became kind of like a regular thing. Oh, someone's calling. Yay. Call from Jared to accept. Press Jared. one yes. to send a voicemail. Press two. Hello. I'm doing great, Jared. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Oh, my God. I'm just very excited. Once I was a guest of honor on Hello, LMAO, and now I'm calling in. Truly a full circle moment, Jared. Jared, do you have any secrets? Um, yeah, but, like, my goal is for them to be shared. So I feel like I'm calling the right place. Um, it's a safe space for secrets today, so your dirty darkest to like your most. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. 
this wasn't necessarily a secret, but like I've just never shouted it from the rooftop. Okay. But when I was in college, you know, and I discovered cruising in general, I used mm. to meet a stranger in the bathroom stall uh, at the basement of my college main building just for like a quick hookup. And then I would just leave. And I don't even think he went to my school, nor do I think I was the only one who walked into the stall throughout the day. Um, but does that count? That totally counts. Was he your age or like, how did you, how was this arranged? I don't know. I don't know what he looked like. But was it a regular Kidding. thing? Or... Um, like I did it three times, you know, all I had to do was cross the street and then walk downstairs and go to like a random deserted bathroom. I know, but like, how it did you guys, how did you know that he was there? Pandemic appropriate. Grinder. Oh. Um, yeah. But what's happening, I feel like maybe campus security was like, hey, you're not. Um, very kooky, but you never know whenever you walk into a bathroom. Jared, your phone is not really working. Oh, there's another call. Let's just take it. Yeah. Um, hello from Oh, Jonathan to accept press one to send Jonathan. Yes. What's up, Nick? Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be back. I'm here with my friend Ryan. Hi, Jonathan. I'm guessing you have a secret you'd like to share with us? Absolutely. What? Let's hear it. So one time I was on Instagram chatting with this one guy who was from Germany. He was here visiting in Los Angeles for a few days, and we were just sort of exchanging dick pics um, online, into which he was like, are you anywhere right now where you could um, jack off somewhere? So I ended up going to a Mexican restaurant in Santa Monica to go to the restroom and lock myself in the stall to jack off with the camera on to show him how big my dick was. And he was so impressed to which I kind of felt a little guilty doing what I did, but it was like anything I can do to get this guy's attention to hopefully have me invite him to his hotel so that way I could fuck him later on. So that's my guilty secret. And what was the result? Did you end up meeting up with him? Unfortunately, no. He was like, dude, your dick's lame, man. I thought you had a big-ass dick, and you're showing me this little piece of shit. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I kind of felt like I made a fool out of myself having to go jack off at a freaking restaurant all <laughs> hoping that I didn't get caught by anybody. You know what, though? That, that just makes me think of something. A lot of times when there's people what who are like, oh, I'm visiting from out of town, and it's like some super hot mm -hmm, guy, mm -hmm. that person is just there to collect pictures. They're probably catfishing you anyway. It's just someone who like wants to collect pictures. Like Those those type of accounts definitely exist. Absolutely. I feel like I'm really good, side note, I feel like I'm really good at spotting fake accounts. It's like little red flags you can look for. Yeah, and someone who just wants pictures right away and... No, he was legit. He was totally legit. He was here visiting in Los Angeles for work and he was really legit but it was just disappointing because I was all bragging that I had a big ass dick to which I thought I did but when he saw my little ass dick he was like I thought you had a big ass dick man and then he was trying to sweeten the deal but like do you know any other hot guys you might be able to bring over then I can maybe you know reconsider so I was trying to find a guy but I couldn't and unfortunately this freaking German guy ended up blocking me about a year or so later over some stupid shit. Wait, so do you have a big-ass dick or no? Yeah. 
How did how did he I do, how did he I do. how did you, how were you exchanging picks and then he saw the video and then his appraisal had changed? Yeah, good. Because I I couldn't ejaculate, man. He caught me at a bad spot. I was like in the corner of a freaking restroom, so I wasn't in a comfortable spot. I was all on the cold floor trying to make sure no one didn't caught me doing what I was trying to do. So he caught me at a bad spot. It was like one of those spare of the moment things. Wow. So he was mad you didn't come. That was the deal breaker? Yeah, he was mad and come. So that was See, like exactly my like point. Why bad. would he want you to come before he met up with you? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. He's yeah. just trying to get the video. He wanted me to come first. No, know. he was looking for any detail to I'm, complain I'm just saying I'm hate to break it to you, Jonathan, but I think you got catfished. Yep. I think so too, because the guy ended up blocking me about a year or so later over some stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jonathan, well, we thank you for your call. Thank you. Bye. Take care, guys. You too. Should we share our red flags? Because I have some. Go ahead. Be my guest. Usually when they build a character like, I'm a Russian scientist in here from Moscow, that's a first red flag. Or like this guy. Was a German guy traveling? The yeah. catfishes love to build a character. Right. That's because then you have no reference point. You have no mutuals, perhaps. Which makes it way easier to be someone else. Yes. And just collect some pictures. Yes. I love how bold he is. He's brave. Yeah, that's very, uh, very committed. We like a YOLO. It's a way of life. Yeah. Some other red flags. Uh, their photos are like clearly 10 years old or like on a Kodak film. Or their screenshots from someone's Instagram. Other red flag. Yes, that's the other thing. If you, I feel like I also know enough people from Instagram to know mm-hmm. like that that person is using someone else's photos. And I know that they, if they were in town or something, that they would just message me directly. I'm like, this person, it follows me. I know that if they were in town, they would message me, not find me on Grindr and pretend like they didn't know who I was or something. Yes. Okay, let me finish my story. Yeah. So what happened was, so basically I became friends with this girl, and then I started hooking up with this guy, and then it turns out that he has a girlfriend. And the more I hooked up with him, the more I got to know him and talk to him, and, you know, like, I didn't really think about the girlfriend thing too much. Like, I thought, like, I'm exploring and I hadn't really confirmed to myself that I was gay, but I knew I, I like wanted to hook up with guys. So as I get to know him, I, we add each other on Facebook and I can see that his girlfriend is one of the girls that my friends from high school were friends with. No. So I had been hanging out with his girlfriend for months and like I had been hooking up with her boyfriend and I wasn't really out yet. So I hadn't told any of my girlfriends, but like I knew this secret that like I had hooked up with her boyfriend multiple times and she didn't know. Right. Wow. So as college went on, he had told me that he told her that we were hooking up and I think she was weirded out that it was me that I was going to say something, but I didn't. She was weirdly okay with it. Like she thought like this is something he needs to figure out and she didn't really consider it cheating, which to me is crazy. And then senior year, he said, we should hang out one last time before we graduate. And I said, okay, well, I have to tell your girlfriend that we've, because I know her mm-hmm. and like, it's the right thing to do to like, tell her that like fresh when we were freshmen, it's one thing, but if we're seniors and you're still doing this and you're still dating her, it's probably something that she should know. Yeah. And I like t- texted her about it and told her and she didn't care. What? Yeah. And they I stayed and they stayed together after college. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that she has such a positive reaction to it. 
Like, oh, that's great. I, I don't know if she was just in such denial or what, but like, I just can't imagine if I was in a serious relationship with some, like they had been like high school sweethearts and dated through college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like if I had that relationship with someone and I found out that they were hooking up in like a gay way with someone, you know what I mean? Like you can't really compete with that if you're a girl and your boyfriend is hooking up with a guy. It's not, you're never going to be able to do that. You're never going to be able to provide that, whatever it is that he wants. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. I feel like a lot of girls that I first came out to, especially like right after college, were very much like, are you sure you are? And I was like, well, yeah, I am. So like maybe <laughs> she thought that too about her boyfriend. Like, oh, he's not. He's just like being playful. Yeah. It's just... Or he's super horny or something. Oh, wait, that reminds me of another secret. When I was a freshman in college, so I used to go out with all these girls all the time. And another girl that they knew... Um, tried to kiss me and was like trying to like, like I was like kissing her back and it was kind of like getting hot and heavy and she like wanted to go back to her dorm but I pretended that I was too drunk and then I fell asleep. Oh, that was a classic move. I would do that too. <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, there's no way that I'm going to do this. I'm just going to pretend to fall asleep. Like, oh, I drank too much and like, yes, fall asleep. Yeah, that was my go-to. We had a lot of. I was in a fraternity in college and we had a lot of like parties where you'd like get on a bus with another sorority. Yes. And usually like, pe- like, like a pair. Yes. Yes. Whether it was your homecoming pairing or like whatever it was, like you would do all these activities and eventually you'd do some kind of bus party, go somewhere to like a random bar outside the city and get wasted and then come back. And every time that I was like socially forced into like ending up with a girl that night, that was my go to move was like towards the end of the party, I need to make sure that I appear very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then if like, a girl somehow finds their way into my bed. I need to pretend like I'm really drunk so I can just like pass out. I get that. Yep. Oh, oh we have so a caller. Call from Eric. To accept, press one to send a voice. Give it Hello. up for Eric, everybody. Um, Woo! Hello. From Austin, Texas. How's it going? <laughs> I need advice. I don't know if that's what you're giving, but I'm going to ask for anyways. Yes, we're very qualified to give advice here at the show. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I haven't had a relationship in a really long time and I finally met a decent guy. We are, we started talking through hinge. I got him to that app. And, um, anyways, he seems like a down earth guy, got a good career. He just bought a house. So he's established and that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm tired of playing games. Okay. Wait, Eric, how old are you? I'm, I'm 33. Okay. So, I've already gone through all that, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> these my 20s of, like, hookups, and I'm mm-hmm. tired of that, and so I'm looking for an established relationship now. So okay. um, he fits the bill, but he told me right off the bat, he was like, look, before we get into anything, like, long-term or we waste each other's time, I want to let you know that I have a specific kink. Um, and he didn't want to tell me at first. I was like, look. I want to be transparent. I was like, I don't kink shame anybody. Um, I'd rather you be open and honest with me just so we can kind of see where we're at and you got to move forward and just have a discussion about it. Okay. (laughs) I know. I know. And I was like, he was like, well, I'll, he's like, it's better explained if I send it through a picture. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) And so my phone rings, he gets a, I get a picture (laughs) and it's a selfie of him in a diaper. And what? I was like, okay. Wait a minute. Okay. What? The... what? Yeah. No, I, I feel ahead. like I know about this. I know about this. Okay. okay. But continue, Eric. I'm fascinated. Yeah. So 
I mean, I was like, okay, I've never come across someone who was into that type of fetish or kink, whatever you want to call it. So I was like, explain more. I was like, is this like a piss and scat situation or this is someone who has severe like parental treated issues. like a baby. Yeah. And yes. so he, so kind of everything except for the pissing and, you know, going number two is what he's down with. It's, I guess he's more of like a Dom sub type of role. Wait, so he wants to Dom be like a sub. child. He yeah. wants to be like a child. He wants to be, does he like the role play of it? Like, does he want to set a scene and like, the, yeah, like what? Yeah. Like, like how did? Yeah, tell. Give us a scenario. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, have you hooked up with him in the, with this specific kind of kink that he wanted to try with you? We're taking it quote unquote slow because okay. we don't want to jump into a hookup right before like we get into a relationship because we want to be mature about Papers it. But okay, okay. I have gone over to his place and he's like, "Look, you know, would you be weirded out if I wear it?" And I was like, "No, I want you to be comfortable." I want to learn more about this because I want to be in a relationship with someone beyond their kinks or beyond the bedroom, you know? So I want to, you know, experiment myself. That's supportive. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I want to be nice about it. So Eric, now that you know about this kink, what is your status of your relationship with this guy? So we're still talking. Um, We are, we've had a lot of like successful dates, kind of like outdoorsy hikes, picnics and stuff like that so it's very like very slow process right now but i'm interested to see once it evolves into like the sexual side how that's gonna play out and like i said i don't kink shame i'm willing to try it but if it's more like i don't know where i have to treat him like a baby i don't know if i could i don't know if i could do that yeah is that part of it like he just wants to bring i'm just trying to understand the sexual part of it like he's just wearing a diaper. Like, do you pull the diaper down, or how does that work? Yeah. So I don't know how graphic we can get on this podcast. You can get here, as graphic but... as you like. Okay. So <laughs> he said that I asked him. I was like, "So, what has been the most, the, like, the hottest like sexual experience involving your kink that you've had in the past?" Because I wanted to get a scope of this. That's a great question. And he said that he's, you know, like cut a hole out because he. Okay. What's weird is that this is like a sub type of role that he's like partaking in but he's a top so it's even of a more interesting situation so he said he's cut a hole out and then he's had sex where his dick is out in the diaper he said he wants to try bottoming where i don't know it just seems like he wants to be very involved with the diaper on during intercourse we'll just say that you don't need to be wearing a diaper every single time i could understand how mm-hmm. that could become a problem mm-hmm. Diapers are expensive. <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. And that's what he said, too. He's like, if I want to wear one, I'm going to be wearing one like all night because they're not cheap. And I was like, okay. Oh, so in terms of my like, kinks, I feel like I'm pretty vanilla compared to this situation. <laughs> but I'm very, you know, just kind of like verbal. Like, again, not to get too graphic, but I'm like eating ass, like all that stuff. And so he's never like eaten ass before, had his ass eaten. And I was like, well, strap in because... <laughs> That's, that's where I'm at. But again, it seems very vanilla compared to his situation. Wow, Eric, I really love that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. It sounds like you found someone. I think that it's great that you have, have a positive sex attitude. 
Um, right. And that you're open. I think you're you're open to trying new things. That's always good. Mm-hmm. I can understand yeah. that it could be an issue down the road, but all I can do is try. We'll see, we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see uh, what happens. Thank you for sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we hang up? That's it. Everyone, Black Lives Matter. Wear your masks. Be sex positive. And good luck on your podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was that was an incredible call. Also, Eric seems like a great guy. Yeah, definitely. What a supportive boyfriend. Yeah, I would I would never judge a kink because we all have like have our own things, but diapers would be that'd be a whole new world. <laughs> I know. I should have asked I should have asked Eric what his relationship with his parents is like. Because where yes. does that come from? I was trying to think if I should share the fraternity story. You should totally share we could always edit it out later. That's true. That's true. What's the fraternity story? So I was trying to think of like a true secret that I could share. And I think the biggest secret that I have, I think a lot of fraternity brothers have secrets. Yeah. It's sort of like, I mean, there's all kinds of secrets when you join a fraternity, like that's clouded in mystery. Well, well that, but also I'm saying that when you are the gay one in the fraternity, you find shit out. Yeah. And you also, just know shit about yeah, other people. You like pick up on the little subtle hints <laughs> that people are dropping, <laughs> yes, you know? Yes. Uh, which is great for a closeted gay man <laughs> uh, because like the guy that I'm about to talk about like we first started hooking up because like I think he somehow figured out that I was gay he's your fraternity brother yeah okay and were you guys in the same pledge class no he was older than me even better yeah it was great and for someone that was in a closet from Iowa there's not you couldn't ever find a gay man so like for someone to be under my own roof it was so convenient and yeah, it's really great. <laughs> so I remember we first started like. Got to be quicker with these sound effects. There's a slight delay, but so for like the first summer, it was great because there was no one in the house, so like we could just like do our thing, we're exploring sexuality, and then when the kids came back to school, aka our friends, we had to like develop codes because like texting just started happening, so like. We would have codes for, like, Disney movie tonight or, like, Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. It worked really well. And uh, our doors didn't lock. His door didn't lock, at least. It was, like, broken for some reason. So we would try to find, like, times where we could, like, easily have something on. So if, like, someone walked in, we could be like, oh, we were just watching this, you yeah. know. Um, and then, like... Our cars were both too small, so like we could never hook up in our cars. So it was always like at night or in his room. And then he had a girlfriend this whole time. So like occasionally she'd show up drunk like late at night while we had planned a movie night or something or we were playing Mario Kart. Wait, so this is the second time between you and I both that someone with a girlfriend was hooking up with a guy on the side. Yes, and they dated, I think... For the whole time that we were hooking up. Yeah, see, like, what is that? I know. That goes off, though, like, I don't... Just because you hook up with a guy doesn't mean you're gay, necessarily. But if it's, like, a regular thing where you have, like, code words and stuff, it's probably something you want to explore if you're that guy. I know. And his girlfriend was also really nice to me, so I would sometimes feel really guilty about it. But it was also, like, I can't let go of this one gay man that I found in Iowa... You know, it was really hard for me too. not only to find someone gay, but find someone that you are attracted to and like would want to hook up with. Yes. Because there's plenty of times people are like, oh, you're gay. Here's a gay person. You guys should get together. It's not really how it works. No. 
I think genuinely he's probably bisexual because he's still dating girls this day. Uh, I also feel like if I could go back and do it again, I just would have come out because everyone that I came out to my fraternity afterwards was like, oh, that's great. We're happy for you. I had no idea. Awesome. I did not get that reaction. I did from a few people. But I feel like for the most part, I feel like going to school in Indiana, people was like kind of like the South, even though it was Indiana. It was very red there, and a lot of people were from small towns and just didn't understand. Mm. They're lost. Secrets. Yes. Also, like imagining a grown 29-year-old man in diapers is an image that I can't get out of my head. Say your boyfriend or someone that you're very into revealed this to you. Yeah. Would that change it for you? It would be hard for me to, like, not find some of that unattractive, to be honest. Like, more power to him. He's, like, living his truth. He's exploring his sexuality, and he's he's embracing it. But for me, hooking up with someone in diapers would sort of feel like a do a detour from the journey that I want to be on. <laughs> I understand that. You know. I would be I would be open to it if it was like not such a regular thing. Yeah. Like if someone wanted to try something, I would always try it once, you know? Wait, I have a good secret to share. I okay. just thought of. I'm ready. So when I first moved here to LA, I had a roommate that I've told you about, and we won't say his name. He who shall not be named. Okay. I know but who it is. he used to eat all my food. And it it could be anything. It could be like my leftover Chipotle or groceries that I directly bought for myself, I would just wake up in the morning and they'd be like ravaged or completely gone. So I hate confrontation. I'm like the worst at it. So like I, I kept, kept trying to like find ways to like either hide my food. I'm like, that's not working. He's finding it too. So he had an allergy. Um, what's that allergy when you can't eat? Like, oh, gluten intolerant. Just, okay. Or celiac, whatever it is. Very LA. Yes. But he really was. And... If he ate something like pizza or anything with bread, it gave him horrible gas. So I'm like, okay, I've been enduring this man eating my peanut butter or whatever it is for months. And he's clearly not getting the hint. So I started sprinkling like... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would take oatmeal. And for example, one thing he loved to eat was like my dark chocolate covered almonds. So I would sprinkle dark oatmeal throughout the almonds. So like if he was going to eat it, he knew... That he was going to have a reaction because he was severely sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so I started sprinkling that over everything that he could possibly touch. My chips, you peanut butter. You put on your chips? Yeah. I'm but like, then you would still eat them? Yes. So I'm like, this is something that, this is a pain I will endure to ensure my food safety. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and we never talked about it, but um, one time actually. Well, was he like, why is there oatmeal on these chips? You know, he got the hint really fast, and my food stopped being eaten. But uh, I do have to admit that one time he was particularly horrible to me. And he also would buy, like, gluten-free oatmeal. And I took a handful of my regular oatmeal and mixed it into his gluten-free oatmeal. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I know. It's one of the meanest things I've ever done. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> but then I remember uh, his boyfriend was commenting, like, the next week or like, really have a lot of wait, wait, we'll bleep oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um about a week later his his boyfriend commented like wow he's been having a lot of gas this week and i was like oh how horrible bye <laughs> <laughs> that's genius i can't picture you ever doing something that mean 
you know, he really pushed me to the limit. <laughs> Sounds like, wait, why did I think that you guys dated or something? We did have like a little thing. We had like a little romantic moment. He visited my family's farm. Uh, we, I mean, yeah, we had a little romance. That's um, intense. It was. I moved here for him. He asked me to move here. And you did. I did. Wow. Yeah, you're blind when you're in love. Totally. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't come here, I wouldn't have never met you. True, and we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Exactly. Call from Alex. To accept, press 1 to send a voice. Alex? Yeah? Hello. Hello. Congratulations. Oh Oh, my God. Alex, do you have any secrets for us? I'm in love with all my friends. Oh, that's the what do you mean? Secret of all. I mean, they're all hot gay men, and I want them. Oh no! They're all in relationships, and I'm single. Is there a particular one that you've singled out? You should expand. Uh, no, I need to slim up. That's why they don't like me. <laughs> no. Oh, you're saying this is because of a physical thing about yourself? No, not really. Okay, good, good, good. We don't, we don't uh, body shame here at the show. All body types are beautiful. Yes, and welcome here at the program. Yes, yes. Alex, how does this? Uh, how no. is this all working out for you? How long has this been going on? Like years. Years. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess I started with a crush on one of them, and then they got married. But I'm not, I'm not into him anymore. That is something, though, that happens in the gay community because, like, a lot of your first gay friends are guys you went on dates with. That is true. So yeah. That's true. I could see oh, yeah. how, like, that ends up being sort of torturous for some people if a lot of yeah. guys, you know? So yeah, like, I, I, was a, Alex, like, I was attracted to people in our friend group, that would really be something. When I first moved to Chicago, that happened to me a lot. I kept getting denied by all these guys I was going on dates with, but they all were sort of, like, in the same group of friends. So it was like... Okay, great. This is awesome. I'm like the clear of the, the, the ugly duckling here. So, Alex, wait. What city are you in? Boston. Boston. Oh, so geez. is there a big gay community in Boston? What's it like over there? Yeah, it's decently sized. Okay, so there's not a problem with finding other gays. It just happens to be that you're... Yeah, like I just I just went on like three dates with some other guy. And last night was the last date. And I'm like, I decided, no, I'm not into you. Didn't give him the rose. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all my other friends, I'm, well, oh. but some of them, you know, I'm into. And I start, I, I started becoming friends with them because I wanted to date them, and then it didn't turn out that way. And then they dated other people, so now I'm just stuck in the friend zone. Wait, so do they know that you have this um, longing to be with them, or is it just kind of something you're not addressing? Yeah, I don't think they know. Yeah, that sounds like you can definitely complicate a f- friendship that way. Yeah. I could, but some of them are in, some of them are in open relationships, but that might be complicated too. Like if I started fucking their boyfriend. Well, if it's been a few years that this has been going on and nothing's happened, I mean, it sounds like something might not happen. I mean, who's never say never? But Alex, I'm thinking that you probably gotta f- get on some apps or meet some new people and figure it out. Yeah, what apps are you on, Alex? Well, all of them. It's like Hinge, Tinder, Instagram, Grindr, Instagram. But yeah, like. <laughs> Truly. Tinder, scruff, but also like one of one of these guys, um, he's tapped me on Grinder a few times. One of your friends, like, yes. Well, that could be like playful. Yeah, it could be. 
It could be, or it could be serious. I haven't explored it yet because I'm too nervous because I don't want to break up that relationship. <laughs> right. I, I I probably would recommend that if these are friendships that you plan on keeping, that you probably should not do that. I mean, you could drop subtle hints to see if they're like very sex positive, but mm. but I wouldn't try to make it a thing. No. Yeah, I mean, like these guys are open, so it, I don't know. It might be a one-time thing, or they might be open to it. Who knows? Well, I think it's good that you're on other apps and you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. You you can't really like limit yourself and focus on one of these guys. It sounds like you really gotta explore other options. I think that'll be what's best and healthiest. Yeah, true. How I'm not, you, you know, obsessed with them. I'm exploring my options. Yeah, ask how old you are. Although, like I said, I, I I didn't like that guy last night after the third date. So, back to square one. Yeah, I feel like usually by the third date you can sort of get like a good temperature. How old are you, Alex? Thirty. I I knew it. I was gonna guess. 30. How did you know? Just like the maturity, you seem you seem mature, Alex, and like the fact that you've like gathered these group of friends that didn't work out. Like, there's that takes a couple years. Yeah. Just felt it. That's a secret, Alex. That's definitely a secret. I hope that uh, it all works out for you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I hope it works out for you, too. Thank you, Alex. We appreciate your call, and we'll see you next time here at the show. Bye, Alex. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that wasn't really a secret. I mean, it kind of is. It just kind of sucks for him. Yeah. Green God's fault secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you know that the Green Gods goblins are anti-Semitic? I could feel that. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Call from Harry. To accept, press one to send a. Hello. Hello, Harry. Hi, Harry. Harry, how's it going, Harry? Wait, Ryan. We were just talking about Harry Potter. Oh, he hung up. He hung up. <laughs> No. Oh, it's okay. But weren't we just talking about Harry Potter? We were. See, you put something in the universe and it Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. <sighs> oh my god. god. <laughs> is that weird? That is weird. <laughs> that is weird. And then Harry called us. Yeah, with a, on the episode titled Secrets. This is a full circle moment. Yes, it did sort of sound like Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I think that's an ender. That's a great ending. That's a great ending to this show. Yeah. Um, folks, meditation works. Mm. Intentions, having some intentions works. Positive intentions. Positive intentions, slowing down, being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I found a lot of peace over the past couple months. I can tell. You're radiating it. Do I seem it? Yeah. I feel like a different person than I was at last this year last time. I can see it in your walk. There's a little perk in your step. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there probably is. I wish all these podcast listeners could see the NT walk. Yes. Ryan, I thank you for being a guest today here at the show. Thank you for having me. This is my first first podcast, and I loved it. Good. I'm glad. I wish that uh, – I hope that it was a positive and good experience for you. It really was. Like, I grew up listening to NPR and, like, hearing myself through these headphones sounding like I'm on a podcast like NPR. It's like – fulfilling a childhood dream good i love that for you okay folks we thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time bang voyage